0: And welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, DBTPFL. It's Wednesday, it's December 23rd, it's 2020, and we have 13 basketball games to talk about here today. I'm joined by my good buddy Genie seven. Grant, usually on Wednesdays we're doing football podcasts, but they they sprung a 13-game NBA slate on us. So we'll have the football podcast up on Thursday this week. Um, how are you doing, my friend?
1: <sighs> Not too bad. First day of basketball's looking good although anything can happen currently when in like 5 grand it could pop down to 500 i don't know <laughs>
0: <laughs> um yeah i have some i have some good teams rolling right now too um played a lot of lavert when the news came out that like he was going to be off the bench and Dinwiddie was going to start and talked about it with will yesterday i, I wanted that bench role player um so it kind of worked out lavert had a good game and kind of you know was out there for a lot of the garbage time too so that didn't hurt um listen we're gonna jump right in we have a lot to talk about again i said this yesterday i'm gonna say it again it's a first look podcast um there's gonna be a lot of stuff that drops throughout the day when it comes to nba throughout the season this early in the year maybe not so much um but you know there's three or four guys that are questionable for this games or for this slate so we start now with Miami at Orlando, 219 and a half total here. Miami favored by three in this game. Uh, Miami looks good health-wise. Aminu, um, Ennis, and Isaac are out for the Orlando Magic. Let's start with the Miami Heat side of things. Um, any love here for the Heat?
1: I mean, not really. Like uh, You kind of look at pricing, and Butler and Bams stand out at seven 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 three, but pricing's a little bit soft on this slate. Um, everyone's kind of underpriced a bit, so... Like Bam and Butler are fine, but it's not an easy matchup going against Orlando. They're probably going to have pretty close to the same defense as they did last year, which was very good. So Their prices, when you consider the entire slate as a whole, don't really stand out too much, but either one of them go off for a decent game. So Miami, 13-game slate, pricing being soft, I don't really see too much to go with here. Hero 5-5 is not a great price tag. Any one of these guys can go for a big game, so I'm not going to argue with it, but Tough matchup, not huge total, not really a spot I want to go with.
0: Yeah, it could potentially be a slower pace game. It has um, the second-lowest or third-lowest total on the slate, on a 13-game slate. So, listen, I'm never going to argue it like Bam, and I'm never going to argue with maybe taking a shot on Hero, but you know, this is probably not one of those spots with this many games that I look at playing these guys. Um, on the Orlando Magic side of things, you know, it kinda goes to the same thing. I I kinda think that we will see um Dwayne Bacon potentially start um in this game. He's three K, he's minimum salary. Um I don't know how well he'll really do um as far as that. But one to point out, he's a three K guy. Um and you know, we're we're looking for those three K guys all the time.
1: Yeah, no, like that there's not a ton of value that I really see on the slate, so if he ends up starting, then he's definitely a guy that's in play. Outside of that for Charlotte, like, there, there's just a lot of mouths to feed right now. Like, with Hayward up there and Mello on, coming off the bench, like, I don't really see a ton to go with here. Um, I talked about the right game. Yeah,
0: yeah, you're talking about the wrong game, buddy.
1: Sorry, something happened in the game. What? Which game? I, I forgot. We're, we're
0: talking about the Orlando Magic. It's okay. Uh,
1: no, uh, I thought we already moved on from that. I don't really care about anyone except for Bacon. It's not a good matchup. It's not a good defensive matchup. It's not a fast-paced matchup. I don't really want anyone here.
0: Now we could talk about Charlotte. Charlotte at Cleveland, 213 and a half total here. Charlotte, um, this is so Charlotte's favorite by two in this game. Cleveland opened as a favorite, but some news came out. Um, Deladova's out, Exum's out, Porter's out, and Kevin Love is out, so... Um, some big minutes, uh, to be filled here for the Cleveland side. Uh, let's talk about Charlotte. Um, (laughs) is there anything that you like here for the Hornets? No, like I said,
1: a lot of mouths to feed, like with the Rozier, Graham Hayward ball, like none of their prices are really that constrictive. I don't really know how much usage is going to go around with like, obviously we always targeted pretty much Graham, maybe a little bit of Rozier last year, but this year with Hayward and Mello being in the mix, I just don't see a ton to like here. I mean, there's some cheap guys, and they're going to run a moderately condensed rotation with Ball likely coming off the bench. Um, I think Ball's the one that offers the most upside at 5.4K coming off the bench. You could have up a lot of usage there. But with Hayward coming into the fold, I don't really want to take too many shots on them. Again, their prices stand out, but the entire slate's soft. So considering the that I don't really want anything on a 13 game slate.
0: Yeah. Like if it wasn't a 13 game slate and Melo, um, LaMelo ball wasn't 5,400, I think I'd have interest. Um, if LaMelo ball was on the two game slate yesterday, I think yeah. we've been talking about him a lot. Like he's going to be a high usage guy, um, off the bench and maybe you jump on it early. I think he definitely offers a lot of upside. Um, I, I never hate Graham. Um, on the Cleveland side of things, like, listen, they have a lot of guys out. Um, Andre Drummond could be playing a bunch of minutes here against this um Charlotte front court. So, um, what are your thoughts when it comes to Cleveland?
1: Drummond, love him, absolutely love Drummond. Um, he's 8K. Like, it was a weird situation last year, but with Love out, like he's gonna pay, play a boatload of minutes, going up against one of the worst. Front court, back court, whatever, defenses in the league. Like, I love Drummond here. He's too cheap at this price tag. He can put up a massive game. Like, it's a good spot here. Drummond's really the guy that I want to go with. Outside of him, like, maybe Nance ends up getting a decent amount of minutes without Love in there, and he can put up a good game. But not in love with his price tag of 5.9K. Sexton going to put up a lot of shots, but he's one. That's probably a little out of the range. He can put up 50, like... Again, it's a 13-game slate. I'm not going to argue taking shots on these guys, but really it's it's all drumming here for me. I think he puts up a massive game here. I think that he's going to be, play a boatload of minutes still early on the season or still very beginning of the season, so we don't know exactly what's going to happen. But uh, I, if I had to guess, if he doesn't get into foul trouble, he puts up 36 minutes, and he could put up 60 points in that time frame, and AK is too cheap for that.
0: Yeah, it's obviously, I think it's a a great spot for Drummond. I'm right there with you. Um, Outside of him, Nance will start for Kevin Love, I would guess. Um, You never know what you're going to get out of Larry Nance. Um, I do think that Drummond could potentially hurt the upside. But um, Garland's cheap. If you want to go that route, don't really know who the bench guy is going to be. They have one of the lowest implied totals on the slate. So not going to be crazy with this one. Uh, we got Washington at Philadelphia, 229 um, total on this one. Philly favored by seven and a half. Really, the only news that we have here is Hatch Marrera is out um, on the Washington side of things. So let's start with them. Um, what do you like here for the Wizards?
1: The Wizards, I think, again, another spot we don't really know how this offense is going to fully operate with Westbrook in there and with Beal in there, but there's always a chance that Westbrook ends up being Westbrook. He used to be like putting up a ton of shots, like getting a bunch of boards. There's really not a ton around him on this Washington team, just Beal and uh, Westbrook here. So I think that he is in a good spot here. I think even though it's a matchup, it really doesn't matter too much for him. So Westbrook's a guy that's in play. I think Bertans could potentially benefit from Westbrook getting in there, even if he's coming off the bench. Um, I think that, like, those are the only two guys that really have interest in Philly. Obviously, not playing at a huge pace. They're a good defensive team, even though they're without Horford and Richardson. They're definitely going to see a bit of a downgrade in terms of their defense. But Danny Green there, I think, still fits well enough where they still have the size, they still have the defensive strength. So, for me, it's Westbrook and it's Bertans. I don't trust Beal at 8.5K with Westbrook in this offense. I think he's going to eat way too much into Beal's production here. So not gonna argue with a shot on him, but I, I like Westbrook and I don't mind Burtains as a potential upside play that's gonna be coming at super low ownership, I would assume.
0: Yeah, we know that like Westbrook's gonna get his um how well are these two guys gonna play together? Um could they potentially hurt the ceiling of of each other? I think the answer to that question is yes. Um I think it's gonna be a close game. So um Anthony Gill should probably start here and again I'm going to mention a few 3K guys as we're going here. Uh this is a power forward. Um so we'll have to kind of see um you know if he gets to start how much do we really expect him to bl- play? I'll probably honestly grant on him. I'll probably trust projection models more than trying to guess um you know what to really expect from Anthony Gill. So um on the Philadelphia side of things Listen, Joel Embiid isn't expensive, but like there's a little bit more scoring to go around here. Um, this is a definitely a little bit of a different look. Um, Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, what are your thoughts here on the 76ers?
1: I mean, Embiid was sick. It's worth noting, um, but pretty sure it wasn't COVID and. Uh, he should be fine to go here. Like um, it worries me a little bit. And the fact that he's 9.8 K when we've got like Luca, we've got Harden and we've got Giannis at just slightly more. I don't know if I'm going to end up going with Embiid. I think this is a spot where Ben Simmons could end up with a triple double here. Um, I don't expect him coming in a lot of ownership. 8.7 K is a lot to pay for. So it's more of a big field tournament play than anything. Seth Curry in this offense, I think, Is a guy that you can definitely go with at 4.9k. Like, we there's not a ton of spots where there's guys to pay down for. So, Seth Curry at 4.9k, like this offense, drastically different than was last year without Horford in there, without Richardson. I they need a guy that can create his own shot and they can shoot. And Seth Curry is literally the perfect guy for this offense right now. Doc Rivers coming in, gonna change things up quite a bit here. So, I think a guy that you can potentially take a shot on is Seth Curry. Um, But it's him and Simmons for me over on Philly.
0: Yeah, and like, I I don't ever hate taking shots on Embiid. Um, You know, I I think Embiid's a guy that can have a monster game any time out. So definitely never hate taking a shot on Embiid. Uh, Rolling right along here, we got the Knicks and the Pacers. 213.5 total here. Indiana favored by 8.5. Rivers and Spellman out for the Knicks. Lamb out. Warren questionable for the Pacers. Grant, it's probably my least favorite game on the slate. Um, monster slate you know obviously there's some question marks here um, sounds like Robinson's more probable than anything else but like w- the, do the Knicks break 100 here
1: I I don't know um, I would assume that there's a decent chance of it like this is an ugly game I don't have any interest over on Indy um, but I feel like Barrett could potentially offer some value I mean new coach Tibbs in there I think that Barrett could be chucking this entire game and Robinson if he gets the minutes then he can crush he's had less foul trouble during preseason so that could be better he could I think those are the two guys that really offer you some upside of their price like five seven and five two for Barrett and Robinson those are the two guys that would end up going with it could run a much tighter rotation this year and those guys would benefit huge from that I don't mind playing Peyton but I have no interest in Indy but the New York side is the side that I really want to go with
0: yeah, just, I get it. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to play Barrett a lot this year. I, I feel like, I don't know if I start here, but I completely understand why you want to jump on board fast. Um, maybe Julius Randall finally gets the run that he deserves. Maybe Richard Mitchell Robinson gets the run that he deserves. It's just such a tough matchup, man. The Pacers good defensive team. Um you said you didn't really like anything on the Indiana side. If, if everybody's healthy and everybody's playing this game, I just – I don't see a lot of value here.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just like with the, the – they're pretty much the same team that were last year. With everyone playing – like I know Warren had that big outburst during the bubble and everything, but realistically, they're not – like there's too many mouths to feed here. Yes, all, we know exactly where the usage is going most of the time between what players, but realistically – not anything that stands out especially on a 13 game slate
0: yeah um that's that's kind of how i feel so um moving right along we have so many games to get through there's so many good yeah. games on this slate. Yeah, sorry like, if we're talking
1: fast on some of these but it's just such a massive slate
0: um uh, this is a great basketball game we'll have to talk about it from a fantasy perspective we got the bucks and the celtics 225 and a half total here bucks favored by two DJ Augustine doubtful following Kimba out on the Boston side of things. Let's start with the Bucks. Um, the Giannis start, the Giannis talks start early here. Great matchup against Boston. This is gonna be a, a competitive game. And Grant, I, I found that like throughout the years, like these are the types of games that I like to play Giannis in.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know a game that's probably gonna be close. I know Boston's a good defensive team, but they're gonna be a little bit different this year, getting rid of Hayward and Walker. I know that we've seen them without those two guys. But, like, this is just a spot where Giannis could potentially play 35, 36 minutes and go for 75 points. It's going to be a close game, so that's where we like with Giannis. I think without Bledsoe in there, like, Drew is a great player, but I don't know how much he's actually going to be involved offensively. It's still a bit of an unknown here. But Giannis should absolutely crush here. He's the only guy that I really have a ton of interest in. Everyone else, it's kind of been the same thing that it has been for a while. So Giannis at 10-2, it's just, do you pay up for him? Do you pay up for Harden? Do you pay up for Luca? That's a decision you have to make, and I don't think there's really a wrong answer with any of them. But Giannis is probably right there with me, for me with Luca as the top option.
0: I think Luca is the best player in the slate, and we'll get to that when we get there. But I I do think I'm with you. I think Giannis is up there. Um, Drew, like any interest in Drew, like this new role – uh, I just, I wish he was a little bit cheaper, but is he too cheap? Like we've seen this guy go for monster games.
1: Yeah, now yeah, we have, but again, I just don't know exactly how much he's going. There's still Milton in there. There's still Giannis. There's still all the ancillary players. I six, nine seems way too cheap. But again, like this is a spot where Giannis probably should be eleven five. like everyone's pretty much a thousand dollars too cheap. And it's a massive slate. So I'm, I'm fine with taking a shot on Drew, but I'm not going to. It's just – it's the reason why you want to play him is because it's a bit of an unknown spot here.
0: Yep. Th- that's that's really, you know, when I'm thinking tournaments, that's why I, if, if I am not playing Giannis, maybe I look at, like, Drew. Like, I don't ever play Middleton unless Giannis is out. So, you know, I'm not going to go down that road. Um, the Boston side of things here, no Kimba means that, like, more usage for Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Jeff Teague. Um, listen, Jason Tatum expensive at 9,200, but again, competitive games are the games that you usually want to play this guy in.
1: Yeah, yeah. Tatum and Brown, like with that Walker there, with Hayward now gone, both of them are very much in play. I think I prefer them over Marcus Smart. I don't think I'm going to end up playing him too much. I don't have a problem with throwing him in there, but I just rather go with Brown. But Tatum in a good spot in a high paced game. Yes, they're very good defensively but Tatum should eat up all the usage on this team in this game here. So uh, it's those two guys is is really it. I don't think I want to take any other guys. Like like I said, Smart's priced up enough where I don't really need to take a shot on him. Tristan Thompson's probably going to play. I don't know if it's going to be a reserve role or emergency role, but he's in there. So Tice is probably out for me, and I'm not playing Jeff Teague if he ends up playing, starting.
0: Um. Yeah, I, I think that Tatum and Brown are the two guys you take shots on here. I don't hate Daniel Tice, but you know how much how much run is he gonna get? Is Tristan Thompson gonna come off the bench and play better and get more run? Like I think this is a situation where you kind of take a wait and see approach on on a 13 game slate. Uh Pelicans and Raptors, two twenty nine and a half total here at Toronto favored by five and a half. Patrick McCall. He's out. Norman Powell is questionable. Um, don't know how much that really affects us at all here. Don't expect Powell to really start. Um, let's start with the Pelicans. Um, is it is it time to unleash um, Zion?
1: Yep, seven point five k. This is what
0: is the price?
1: I I don't understand it <laughs> at all. Like this is just silly to me. There's no way he should be priced like that without Drew in here. Probably gonna see usage increase. Second year he could play thirty five minutes in this spot. Just Like I 13 game slate, you don't want to lock anyone in, but Zion is possibly a guy that you want to lock in. Like the upside is massive. The floor should absolutely be there. Love Zion in this spot. Ingram's a little bit too expensive at 8.6 with Zion. Like probably not going Lonzo ball won't argue with it. He can still get a triple double in any spot can still contribute in all the other areas outside of scoring and still get it done with scoring. He has 50 point upside, but there's a lot of guys in the 6.5 K range and pretty much the entire slate is underpriced.
0: Yeah. You know, in general here, I I think that if you want to take shots on Lonzo, you know, pairing him with Zion, I don't hate it. Um, I think that's fine. I don't know if I really want to mess with the bench here. I do think that we have a lot of value um on this slate as far as like starters that are gonna play starters minutes. It's a 13-game slate. Two-game slate yesterday, we were talking about bench guys because it was a two-game slate. You gotta know the slate, you gotta know the size of the slate um and how you want to kind of approach it every single day. Um on the Toronto side of things, I, I like Siakam running it back. Um I think that this is another guy that most of the time is going to be over 8K.
1: Yeah, no, I, I right there with you. And, like, he had a little bit of – he had some struggles in the bubble, um, but, like, he's still 7.5K. This is – he's going to play a bunch of minutes, I would assume. It's in a high pace game in all likelihood. It's Siakam is a fantastic play. I don't mind playing Lowry. I don't mind playing Van Vleet. I think all these guys are still going to run with a tight ro- rotation most of the year. So I'm not going with Baines new offense. Yes. He's 4.3. Like if you really need some value, that's fine. We saw him show a big amount of upside with Phoenix at the end. Don't know what his mants are going to be. Don't know if is going to steal a lot. He's worth a shot in GPPs, I guess, but realistically, Siakam's the main guy I want to go with probably followed by Lowry.
0: Yeah. Um, Lowry is always kind of iffy, but I do think this is a stackable game. Like we haven't really talked about it a lot, but there's pieces from both sides. This should be one of the most competitive games on the slate. So I do think this is a game you can you can kind of game stack a little bit. Whether you go like two one or two two or three two, um, this is a game that I, I I can definitely get behind stacking. So. Um, we got the Thunder and the Rockets. Uh, tank Team One against Tank Team Two. Two twenty six total. Houston favored by six and a half. Aries is out um, on the Thunder. Houston Clemens is out. McLemore's is out. Graham. When we're looking at this slate um, uh, again, I, I think both these teams are kind of tanking. I have no idea what to really expect from you know either one of these teams. So let's start with the Thunder. The only guy that I feel somewhat comfortable playing here is SGA. Um, I know he's expensive, but 35% usage on the season. Like, uh, is that crazy to think?
1: No. I mean, we saw how good SGA was at the beginning of the season without Chris Paul there, like with this team being entirely different, we don't really know. But what I do know is everything else is gross. Like what's their starting lineup going to look like? George Hill, Dort, Horford, Basley, like, there's just nothing else. Rockets are still probably going to play at a high pace. I have to assume SGA is going to be the entirety of the offense in a good spot. Like SGA is the guy like it could go terribly wrong. Again, we don't know, but SGA is probably the best play um, from this game in all likelihood.
0: Uh, He's one of the best plays on the slate, in my opinion. Um, I just think this is going to be a guy that's going to have a ton of usage all year. I want to kind of get on board of like this really early. Like I want to take advantage of this as early as possible. So I, um, I love SGA in this one. I think that this is a really high upside spot for him and he could absolutely crush outside of him though. Like Dort should probably start. Baisley should start. I would guess Um, these guys are cheap. Is there any of these cheap guys that you don't hate? No. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, just I, I like it on a smaller slate, I'd be taking shots, but not on this slate.
0: Yeah, I think that that's kind of where I'm at. I really think that SGA is going to be the only guy that I'm looking at here. We've seen George Hill early in the season, have good games from time to time. If we project him to play 25 to 30 minutes at 3,600, I think you could do worse. Um, but I don't know like what you're really looking at, like ceiling wise. That's all. Um, Houston side of things. What are your thoughts here when it comes to the Rockets? Uh,
1: like, I'm trying to figure that out. Harden's probably going to be the main part of this offense. He's going to do most everything. But Wall and Cousins, like, how many minutes do you think they're going to play?
0: Flip a coin, buddy. Um, yeah, I don't know. It. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that. John Wall played like 23 minutes on average, I think in the three preseason games he played is what I read earlier. So say five more minutes. So say 28 minutes. I, I think that's a realistic guess, right? At 7,400, I, I, you know, if you get on the higher end, maybe that's not the worst thing, but I don't know. What's his ceiling at, you know, a, a potential minute cap?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like Cousins at 25 could still get there at 5.4K. Wall, I think I'm just going to just know. Um, but Cousins, like, he can absolutely get there. I think, what, he played 17 minutes during the preseason, 10 points, seven rebounds, two steals, two blocks, thir- 1.3 assists. Like, that's that's not a terrible game at his price tag if he ends up playing 25 minutes. So I, I don't mind Boogie. Like, Harden, I feel like I'd rather go with Luka or Giannis. But this is just such a t- tough one to predict here. Hopefully, maybe we get news tomorrow about potential minutes cap for Cousins, but wouldn't be surprised if we didn't. So, it, I, I don't really want to play any Houston players, especially since OKC could be so bad that no one ends up getting there outside of SGA in this entire game.
0: I would not be shocked if Christian Wood gets the start and plays a majority of the minutes at center.
1: I wouldn't be either.
0: But, like I don't want to play him at 6,300, but I'm just saying I wouldn't be I wouldn't be overly shocked if Wood plays more than Cousins um in this one.
1: I I expect Wood to play more than Cousins, but I don't know how much Cousins is going to play.
0: <laughs> like if if you're playing SGA and you want to take it and you want to run it back and you think that like you play Wall or one of these guys and just kind of hope that it gets into like a shooting fest a little bit and Wall has something to prove after being out, sure um, but you know outside of that like there's going to be no defense played in this game let's be honest like these these teams are these teams are well definitely the thunder are in full tank mode so um full tank mode before this you know first mains massive main slate like yeah hawks and bulls we got a 229 and half total here. Atlanta favored by two. Um, Grant, patience, buddy, because there's a lot of injuries here. Capella's doubtful. Dunn's out. Goodwin's questionable. Rondo's out. Snell is out. That's on Atlanta. Chicago side of things. Stat is out. Um, Sanarenski's questionable and Dotson's questionable. Um, lot of lot of question marks in this one. So um, let's start with the Atlanta side of things. Again, I just read through it all. A lot of injuries here. Um, you know, we got Gallinari five one. Um, We have DeAndre Hunter at 4-4, but really the guy that we have to start talking about here is Trey Young. Don't want to bury the lead.
1: Yeah, yeah, Trey Young. I mean, we know how much usage he eats up in this offense. We know what his upside is. We know he's going to chuck. Chicago's not a great defensive team. Everything kind of points. towards a decent Trey Young game, but the problem is he's 9.4K. I don't know if I want to pay for that on this slate when I can go up slightly higher to Luka or slightly higher to Giannis. So Trey Young's a fine play. I like the other two better. Um, John Collins, I feel like is a decent play at 7.6 K. He could end up with a full workload in this. Like, we don't know what the rotations are going to be like this year. I know they babied him a lot at the beginning of last year, but I think they have a better shot at potentially making the playoffs this year. So if he plays 35, 36, 37 minutes, then he could absolutely end up with 65, 70 points. Like he's a guy with a ton of upside in this, especially in this type of matchup here. So he'd be the main guy that I want from Atlanta. I don't know if Trey Young's going to make my builds just because of everything. Gallinari's old. Bogdanovich is old and just not going to get that much usage in this offense. I don't think it's not going to be the same situation they had in Sacramento last year. So Atlanta players, like, even though there's a lot of injuries, I think Collins is the guy that I really want on my team on this big of a slate.
0: Yeah. I think Collins is a great play um, in tournaments for sure. Um, outside of that, I'm with you. I think Trey Young's expensive, but I do expect this to be one of the, one of the most competitive games on the slate. So if you want to go like Trey Young's Collins and run it back with like a Zach Levine or Kobe white, one of those guys, you know, I don't hate it. So let's talk about the Chicago bulls side of things. Um, listen, they're not, they're not dealing with as many injuries here. Um, I also think it helps Collins that Capella is likely not going to play as well. I guess I should have mentioned that what do you like here on the chicago bulls um outside the fact that outside of levine and white they're all free
1: uh i actually like levine like going up against atlanta terrible defensive team with a lot of injuries going to probably be a little bit out of shape here because of the way that um because of the offseason like everything they haven't had a huge preseason all that stuff so like, I think Levine's probably one of the better plays on the slate at 7.9K. I think he could have a huge outing. I think he could actually put up 45 real-life points in this spot. He's looked great in preseason. So, Levine's the guy that I think has the most upside here. Everyone else is kind of free. Like, Markinen could put up a big game. Wendell Carter Jr. can put up a pretty decent game. So, I don't mind going with those other guys. Like, Otto Porter Jr., I'm not playing. I think, from what I remember, he was – A little bit uh, out of shape coming into this so he's kind of a cross out for me Cody White yeah he's was good at the end of last season but I don't know how great he's going to be this season so it's Levine and then taking shots on marketing and on uh, Wendell Carter Jr. just because their prices
0: yeah it'd be interesting to see if they start like Patrick Williams or Otto Porter Um, because if they do end up starting patrick williams at 3k he's somewhat interesting here but i honestly i think it will be porter um you know we'll we'll have to see like if he's gonna start and play you know 25 to 30 minutes at 3k he's another 3k guy um so doing my due diligence of mentioning all the 3k guys um, that could potentially be in play on this slate and i'm sure i've missed a couple as well so uh, we got the Spurs and the Grizzlies, 231.5 total here. Memphis favored by three. Uh, White is out on San Antonio, and then Triple J is out, and Winslow is out on Memphis. Um, let's start with San Antonio. What do you like here for the Spurs?
1: I'm fine with LMA or DeRozan. Like, LMA 6.5K. You can put up a 50-point outing, which, like, at that price tag, we'll get you there. But doesn't stand out as a great play on this slate because – of the prices of everyone. I'm fine with DeRozan, although I prefer LMA because he's much cheaper. 7.3 is kind of in the same price range as all the other guys that I love on this slate. So it's those two guys, Murray, like we could see him play a decent amount and he showed a bunch of upside earlier on the season on a point per minute basis. If he ends up playing a full workload because it's the beginning of the season, San Antonio still could possibly do well this season. He's the guy that I feel like offers the most upside on a point per dollar, uh, basis on san antonio but i'm not really going with any of the other guys on here like total gay like i don't really want to play any of them when we consider this entire slate and even though they're cheap i think there's better value options to go with
0: man do you have any interest in like lonnie walker could he be like the guy that is the difference maker on this slate at 4.2k like uh, it feels weird saying it but this is a guy that like he shot a lot during the preseason he kind of showed us a transition that like he could put up 25 points a night in fantasy last year like is this a spot we should be looking at him like I don't even know if 25 is enough at this price but like this game has a 231 and a half total like it it's the second highest total on the slate and like outside of you know Murray and DeRozan and Aldridge like why is this total so high? Like I don't know. I, I'm I'm struggling with the total being so high in this game.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know. Like I like I, I trust you, Lonnie Walker. Like you probably paid. He wasn't on my radar at all. Like now all the things you mentioned kind of makes sense. Like what if Grace and Allen ends up starting and actually doing something? Like it, it's just I'm trying to figure things out is. Not crazy out, sorry, uh, this is just a lot of stuff to digest. It's such a big slate, and it's been so yeah trying to sorry about that guys, but i i don't I don't know like i I don't think I'm gonna go with Lonnie Walker to me, it's just too big of a slate,
0: yeah, I get that like i that's it's not a bad reasoning um on the Memphis side of things, I think that morant could potentially be one of the lower-owned 8K guys um, for tournaments. So, again, 231 and a half total. This game has a massive total. Um, like, we we saw, like, last year Memphis wanted to push the pace. Like, John Morant at 8.4K um, is super interesting in this spot.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I don't mind that call at all. Like, Morant, huge total. We saw what he was doing when he was getting a full allotment of minutes. Memphis is going to be giving him all the minutes – that he can handle this year, I would assume. He obviously was limited to at the beginning of the season last year, but as soon as the bubble happened, he was getting a ton of minutes, had 50, 60 point upside. I think there's another spot in a high total game where he could absolutely end up doing that. Outside of that, Triple J is not playing. So, I mean, maybe Brandon Clark you could go with, but it, it doesn't really stand out as a great play at the 5.6K price range. Dylan Brooks, yes, he was bad for a lot of the bubble and then showed a little bit of a glimpse and he's had 45 point upside, but 5.4 K, like he's a guy you could potentially take a shot on, but I wouldn't be too enthusiastic about playing him. Jay Val at 7.1 K again, don't really know how much they're going to limit him throughout the course of the season. He could end up playing 30 mid thirties minutes and end up crushing, or they could end up babying him and playing him 25 minutes. Don't really know. So there's too much uncertainty with a lot of these guys. I think Morant's the safe guy that you can end up playing, and he's probably the guy that shows the most upside. Second year, he could be drastically improved.
0: Yeah, um, I I think that he's a fantastic tournament player on this slate. Um, I'm with you. I think Clark's okay. Um, Kyle Anderson could potentially start, and he's 4.2K, but I think there's a lot of guys um, on this slate that I would rather take shots on in this price range or even go down. Uh, Let's go to Detroit. We got Detroit at Minnesota, 226 total, Minnesota favored by five. Uh, No real injury news in this one. Minnesota Noel's not playing. I don't think that's really going to affect things too much here. Um, Was it Jalen Noel? Um, Let's start with Detroit's, you know, the young guys, right? Like, this is the young, new look Detroit Pistons.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'm just trying to figure out who to play. Like, everyone's cheap. I mean, Hayes is sitting there at 3.9K, likely going to get the start, but we don't know if he'll have that much of a workload here. DeLon Wright, I mean, he's getting the start. There's not a t- – plump. everyone I, – I don't have a strong take on this game. I mean, Blake Griffin may be dust already, but he's still Blake Griffin. 7.2K, probably a lot more healthy than he was last year. Hasn't looked great in preseason. Derek Rose coming off the bitch, going to eat up all the usage in a fairly high total game going up against Minnesota. Like it's a good matchup for him. I don't know who to go with on this. Like, I really don't know. I think probably Hayes are right just because of the price savings are my preferred options. People have to score points. And outside of Griffin, no one is over 6k. I just don't know what the rotation is going to be like. I don't have a strong take on any of these guys. Do you?
0: I think Wright's going to start be there like starting shooting garden and he's 4,100. So, um, I don't hate that. And you mentioned Hayes at 3,900. We really don't know what to expect from him, but he's 3,900 and he's going to likely start here. Um, so I I think Detroit's kind of a mess. Um, you know, I'm kind of with you. I don't really have any like strong takes. Um, like how much is Mason Plumley going to play? This dude just signed a three-year contract with Detroit. Um, with Drummond gone, like, is Mason Plumley going to play 25 to 30 minutes um, at 3,700 against Carl Anthony Towns? Like, all right, sign me up. Uh, I'll take a shot uh, if they're going to need Mason Plumley's size. Um, so this is a guy that when he got the minutes, did fine. Um, and Christian Wood's gone, too. So, like, is it going to be Plumley for 30 minutes? Like, they have Okafor there, too. But if Plumley's playing good, do they just give all the minutes to – him or do we see okafor play like 20 to 25 minutes
1: yeah i don't know that's the problem no i know
0: i I think that's you know obviously like i'm definitely going to be looking at like projections and kind of looking at that kind of stuff to see um if there's a lean either way um but like if we have mason Plumlee projected for like 25 26 minutes like i don't hate taking a shot on him in tournaments um on the timberwood side of things you know you got obviously got d'angelo russell there um Carl Towns it sounds like Rubio is gonna kind of come off the bench um what do you like here from Minnesota
1: um Kat doesn't make my cut c- just because like I'd much rather go with Drummond if I'm taking up a center spot and paying up and I'd much rather go with Luca or Giannis if I'm paying up so Towns isn't gonna make my cut Russell's interesting at 7.2k has 50-point upside, should get about a of minutes. The problem is this game could end up being a little bit of a blowout. I don't actually know. Uh, I don't think I'm taking a shot on Anthony Edwards or Beasley. Like, Edwards coming off the bench could end up with a pretty decent role, But I just – I don't know enough about him. And 4.8K, like, on this slate, don't know if he's going to end up making my cut. Beasley getting the start, like, I don't know if he'll end up giving enough upside. He's at 5.1K on the slate where there's a lot of guys in the 5K range with 40-point upside, so Edwards could end up being into his minutes. He's not a guy I want to go with. I just I I don't know if there's anyone I really want to play outside of Russell at 7.2K who's going to offer you enough upside.
0: Yeah, I think Russell's the play. Uh, Like, Listen, Cat is in play because they don't really have anyone to match up with him. Like, I'm sorry, Mason Plumlee is not going to match up with Cat. So, like, if you want to play Carl Anthony Towns, I'm not going to talk you off of it. Um, just, I, I think, matchup-wise, he definitely has one of the better matchups here. So, uh, Kings and Nuggets, 224.5 total here. At Denver favored by 8.5. Um, Parker's out on Sacramento, and Green is out on Denver. Um, let's start with the Kings. What do you like here for the Sacramento Kings?
1: Not a whole lot. I mean, Fox, another guy that's interesting in the 7k range has potential upside, but don't know if he's any better than any of these other 7k plays. So probably not going to end up making my cut. Denver is a decent defensive team. So Buddy Hyde 6.3k maybe gets a boost in minutes, but with Bogdanovich gone, but don't really know if he's worth it on this slate. 6.3k is probably too expensive. Barnes is Barnes. Bagley, don't know how much he's going to end up playing coming off of the injury. Uh, so I don't think he'll end up with more than 20 minutes and have that price tag at 4.9K. He doesn't get end up getting there. Holmes, 4.2K. I don't know if I really want to play him. Um, going up against Joker is going to have his hands full. I don't know how many minutes he's going to end up getting. They could do any number of things with the rotation. So, like Halliburton, 4.1K could end up getting some run but he he was limited to 15 minutes the other day. I don't I don't know if he's going to get enough like there's a lot of guys on this team and Fox is the only one that has a real secure usage role and a real secure minutes role.
0: Buddy Hield's going to shoot um you know it's still Gary Harris, it's still Will Barton, they still allow a good amount of threes in Denver so like if you want to take a shot on Buddy Hield or Fox. I don't hate it. Um, I I just, I don't like this matchup for Holmes. I don't love Bagley. Um, I I don't hate Bagley at 4.9 K, but I think there's a bunch of other guys that I'd rather play instead on the Denver side of things. Like, you know, I'm not paying 9.6 for Jokic, um, good basketball player, a terrible DFS player. I'm going to stay by that until I either die or retire from doing this. Um, any interest here in Denver?
1: No, like Joker would be the guy, but I, I, I keep saying it. like Giannis, Luca are much better plays and I'd rather go down to Drummond. So not going hand probably coming off the bench. Barton probably starting and I can't really trust Barton entirely. Gary Harris is not a guy I want to play. Murray is too expensive at 8.1 K on this slate. Yes. He has 60 point upside, but more than likely he'll end up in the high thirties, low forties range. So yeah, Denver really just doesn't have anyone that's real enticing today
0: um we move on like we got utah and portland 229 total here portland favored by one and a half no real injury news on the utah side of things uh collins and little out on the portland side of things um what do you like here for utah
1: go bear i guess it's cheap but center's got plenty of guys mitchell can put up a big game it's gonna be a like decent spot but maybe Rocco gets put on him and Mitchell doesn't do a whole whole lot. Like, I I don't see anyone on Utah that is really a great play. Like, they're all priced accordingly or too high. I know it's a decent spot, but it's just not going to – they don't really offer you a ton of upside. So, I'd rather go with the other side of this game with Lillard. But Utah just – like, Gobert, if he gets a whole bunch of boards and blocks, can get there. But probably – Gonna end up around the 35 point range and 6.8 K is not gonna get that done.
0: If you end up on like Rudy Gobert and Cash, uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk you off of it. I think he's gonna project well in projection models today at 6.8 K. But tournament upside-wise, it's not even Mitchell. Like he's the guy that can win you a tournament. He's the guy if he gets hot, can put up 50 plus. Um, and you can run it back with Lillard um. I don't hate, like, maybe taking a shot on Nurkic here, but I think Lillard's the only guy that I like from Portland.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, right there with you. I mean, Lillard, we you know he has 70-point upside. He's 9K, so he's just cheap enough where, like, he can still get in the same range as Giannis and Luca on this slate. So it's Lillard. Nurk can put up a 50-point game, but there's a lot of different centers that I'd rather end up going with. He can still end up with 20 in any given spot. So, yeah, it, it, it's Dane.
0: Uh, we finish it out with Dallas and Phoenix, 237 total. Phoenix favored by one in this game. Porzingis is out, Kaminsky's out, and Sarge is out. Uh, this game has the highest implied team total. We have definitely not buried the lead at all. We have said it multiple, multiple, multiple times. Luka, Luca, Luca, Luka. Luca.
1: Yeah, Luca Going up okay. against Phoenix, no Porzingis. Luka can go for 80 points here. Like, he's going to play a boatload of minutes. He's the entirety of the offense. Like, Luca, uh, no one else on Dallas uh, do I have any interest in playing. Like, Hardway at 6K is probably not worth it. Richardson didn't look great at all last year. He could potentially come into a bigger role into this offense and end up shooting a decent amount without Porzingis in there. So, if you want to take a shot at him at 5.3K, he's the only guy I would possibly consider otherwise. Bobon's 4.8K, so can't play him. Probably even though he's the greatest player in NBA history, but uh, yeah, it's 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 Luca, and Luca is probably the best play on the slate. You're right.
0: I need to go back and look at some of the preseason usage and minutes from like Powell and DFS and Keebler and and stuff. Um, Clever, like Powell, Powell at 4,300, dude, like against DeAndre Ayton, it seems too cheap. Um, so if they were giving Pal decent minutes uh, in preseason, I know he's coming back from some injuries and stuff, but I I really like him at 4.3K. Um, he's he's certainly somebody I'm going to kind of – I want to do some – my due diligence and do some research on him before I like, give I a mean, strong... yeah, the thing that worries
1: me about him is the Achilles, like, coming back from that injury – I I I don't I don't know. So I, I said I want
0: to go I want to yeah. go look and see his preseason log. Um I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but uh you know, I, I do think that if he was getting um decent minutes. Let's look. Preseason Mavericks. Um so there we go. So he played 20 minutes in the last preseason game. I don't know if that's enough, Grant. I don't know if that's enough on a 13 game slate.
1: I don't think it is, but
0: maybe they bump him up to 23. Now we're, we're getting close, but I don't know. I don't think I end up here and I might regret it, man. I think it's a good spot. Um, let's talk about the Phoenix Suns. Obviously Chris Paul coming over to Phoenix. Um, I think Chris Paul being in Phoenix helps Booker and Ayton. Um, I don't know. Like Chris Paul's not like a, a guy that's going to take a ton of usage from these guys, but he's definitely going to create um, some open shots for Booker.
1: Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. I think that he probably helps both of them out. Matchup versus Dallas should be a high-scoring game. Like Aiden and Booker are the two guys that I really want to go with. Aiden's probably too cheap at 7.3K, considering what his upside could be in the spot. So he's a guy that you can definitely look at in Booker in any given spot could go for 60. He's 8.9K, probably a little bit too cheap. Um, so it, it, it's really those two. Outside of that, like on Phoenix, I, I don't have a ton of – like desire to play Crowder, like Crowder being in there, I think also helps out Booker and Aiton. Like it should increase their usage. He's just going to sit out there on the wing and play some good defense. There's not really a ton else in this offense. It's going to be concentrated on Booker, Aiton, and Paul, and Paul probably helps out Booker and Aiton. So those are the guys that I really want to go with.
0: Yeah, I really like Aiton, man, 7,300. Um, I see I see some upside here for him Um, in this spot. So... I think DeAndre Aiden could definitely crush at this price point if he gets his normal amount of minutes. Um, They don't really have anybody that kind of matches up with him. So, Um, listen, like Booker Booker could low-key win you a slate to finish out the night, so... Um, when we started this podcast, I was third on DraftKings, and now I'm like 32nd. I don't know what happened. Um, haven't been watching, yeah. I, I just, I,
1: I've been looking down, I don't know what's happening. I just look down every two to three minutes and see myself winning less money.
0: Yeah, I don't know what's going on. So, um, all right, let's get into the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here. We're gonna be using um, DraftKings pricing like we always do. Um, so we'll start with who's your favorite play under 5k to go seven X on the slate.
1: Uh, I it, probably should have written someone down during this.
0: There's only a million plays down here, though.
1: I'll go Seth Curry.
0: Seth Curry. It's a it's an interesting, um, <laughs> interesting. I, I, I,
1: yeah, I, I very much. Uh, I, I panicked
0: no that's all good um man there's so many guys that i like down here i'm trying to figure out which one i want to pick um give me Wright from detroit 4100 i think he has a a great shot to 7x at that price um give me a guy over 8k to bust who's not who's not getting 5x at 8k over 8k today
1: brandon ingram
0: Uh, i like that one that's a good one um (laughs) <laughs> i wouldn't listen i, I have to stay yep. on brand I, I have to stay on brand like this it, jokic um you know it, it's not even like it's not even a question it's jokic um give me your favorite 6x play on the slate Drummond. i like it i'm i'm going all the way to the top buddy i'm going luka i i would be shocked if luka doesn't go for at least 60 in this game yeah it's so um sick. Give me your let's get weird GPP play of the day. Um I
1: don't know, Hassan Whiteside. We didn't really talk about him. And no. Coming off off the bench, like in twenty minutes at what three point eight k? Could 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 really crush for you.
0: No, I like it. Um Do you think Morant's going to be popular? I don't.
1: I don't think so. No.
0: I don't think so. Not on a monster slate like this. I'm going to go Morant as my let's get weird GPP play of the day. Um, you got a game selection, anything that's standing out to you across the industry that you want to talk about today?
1: Not really. Um, under in the Rockets game, I don't really expect Thunder to be able to do much on the offensive end.
0: You're you're skipping a question, buddy. Game selection, like DFS contests that you like or you know stands out to oh, me. Oh, we'll get no, to our I've, favorite I've, I've, over I mean, under there's or a, against. There's,
1: I mean, the obvious thing is the thing that we, DraftKings has been talking about for like a week is the million dollar contest.
0: Yeah, like you know, if 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 that's your cup of tea, if you're going to mass multi-enter it, I don't hate it. Um If you're a one to three entry man or woman. There's plenty of contests up on DraftKings for that as well, uh, tiers, all that kind of stuff. Um, so you can you can get anything that you're kind of looking for. They have price points like they have a $75 um, three entry max. I think they have a $5 three entry max. So um, I know they have a $20 entry three entry max, and the $20 three entry max pays like 23% of the field, um, less than 40% the top 10. So good, decent, really decent payout structure for that. Uh Grant favorite over under or against the the spread pick on this one.
1: Um, you know, I'm gonna go with Charlotte minus two and a half versus Cleveland.
0: Charlotte minus two and a half. Um, I'm gonna take the under in the Pacers game. What did we say it was two thirteen and a half? I'm gonna take the under two thirteen and a half in Indiana. Um, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No,
1: I'm just I'm I'm gonna be digging in all day tomorrow.
0: Oh, yeah, you have to, man. There's there's going to be so much stuff that changes. Um, I know I'm going to I'm gonna be rooting for like 10 fantasy points from a Baca in the last five minutes of this game. That's what happened to me. Um, so I need a Baca here. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow talking football. Uh, week 16. Can't believe it's week 16 already. A um, lot to talk about with that. And you'll be back with me. And then uh, we will have an NBA Christmas podcast uh, for Friday. We're going to record that um, this week as well and get that up um, Thursday. So um, appreciate everyone listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Good luck in your contest and we'll see you then. Hey, kids.